0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Welcome to the Out of Bounds podcast with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Subscribe and download wherever podcasts are found, or visit 1037thebuzz.com. Welcome in to Out of Bounds here on 1037
1: The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John neighbors Joe Franklin in studio with you today, and thank you as always for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. Happy Thursday to everybody out there as Joe is continuing to make sure that everything is sanitized there in his studio. He just sprayed Lysol all over his microphone. Is it something you just don't trust Christian there, Joe? What's going on over there? No,
2: it was uh, one of those things where I kind of forgot before I walked in, and I'm sure as he was walking out, he may have done the same thing, but Better safe than sorry. Yeah, absolutely. And I got
1: Lysol all over my phone, which probably is a good thing as well. Mm, Okay, well, I don't know about that, but uh, we'll go along with it. It can't hurt it, at least in the sanitation department there. But, uh, you know, I was thinking about this before the show started, Joe. I'm getting sick and tired of seeing you. And I mean that with all nothing but love. Right. But I was thinking that in this past week, you are literally the person I have spent the most time being around. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing
2: or not.
1: Yeah, I don't. It, I don't think it is. Because again, you know, you, I know that you've you know been around your family and, and maybe you've had some friends over, something like that. But it's been me and my dog and you like that. That's the, been the majority of the time that has been spent. And the only people that I have even really seen in the past week is you. And also the guys on the zone as we are transitioning shows. Mm-hmm. I see Wes and Acree and, and Christian coming out. So no offense, Joe, but I'm sick and tired of seeing you. No, and I want to see you. someone I, different. I agree. Yeah. I
2: agree. Go to the grocery store. You'll see a few people. You're not going to see what you would normally see, but you still need to make that trip to the grocery store unless I'm late and you actually did. But you may see five people that you haven't seen.
1: Yeah. Well, I have been going to the grocery store somewhat frequently because it seems like that's the one thing I can actually have something productive done. I need to go to like Lowe's, but we'll see if that ever happens. But the thing is, is, every time I go to the grocery store, my problem is, is the grocery store I do go to, they have this entire shelf of shareable size candy for ninety eight cents. Oh boy! And I'm 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 not a huge candy person. I'll just be honest. But, but when I walk by and I see that they have peanut butter M Ms, and caramel M Ms, and peanut M Ms, and regular M Ms. It's just calling you. I I have to get it. I'm like, well, I don't want to lose money on the deal, just passing it up for 98 cents. So I'm like, if I'm going to go to the grocery store, I got to stay focused. I got it because without being able to go to the gym, which I know people are like, well, do exercises in, in your house. No, I'm not doing exercises in my house because one. Why not? You got plenty of time. I do have plenty of time. But here's the reason why, Joe. It's This is a lame excuse, but I'm serious. Where my house is and how it's set up, it's an older house. It's in Hillcrest. And the flooring is a little uneven. <laughs> that is lame. Across, across <laughs> the entire thing. And I dislocated my knee about oh. three years ago. Okay. And it's a little more difficult to do the types of workouts that I would do when you're on a wooden floor that's uneven. So... I, I hear you, I, but I've been walking. I mean, I've been walking my dog around as much as I can when and it's he's not tired raining. Of you right? Oh, he's sick of me. He, he, I'm like, he won't even have anything to do with me. He's like, why are you around me as much as you are now? Like, he's getting pretty frustrated by it. So I'm, I'm just like, well, I got to do it the best of what I can. So I'm making it work, though. I'm not complaining. It, it's still, it's still better than the alternative for sure. And, and in fact, uh, as far as the updates go for this uh, coronavirus, which has been impacting us all. When the governor meets with the media today, we're actually going to go live and have him give his press conference here on 1037 The Buzz. And it's just supposed to be around 1.30. We'll see, but we'll make sure we time it out and give everybody the latest updates as far as here locally in the state of Arkansas. And I'm really hoping, Joe, that he comes out and says no new cases found compared to what it was yesterday because yesterday had, had, a spike. A, had a spike a little bit. So I'm hopeful for good news today, but we'll give you that news live as soon as it comes around. And we're going to make sure... Uh, uh, we we play it for you on KATV, so shout out to them, and we'll we'll make uh, sure we get all the latest updates on that.
2: And I was hearing that Marine has been getting after it as far as the questioning, the line of questioning. They compared her to Bob Holt. They said she's the <laughs> Bob Holt of the coronavirus updates.
1: Oh man, yeah, that's pretty great. If if that's a compliment though, she that should is take a that. great compliment. She should take that as a compliment because she's the investigative reporter now in that seven on your side, right? Okay, all right, man. Yeah, so I'm glad she is, though. I'm glad somebody is, being able to go out there and and get to the bottom of it all. So looking forward to, to hearing more about that as well. So we got a loaded show for you, as always. We're going to be joined by Mark the Magician here in just a little bit because, as you know, Oakland's still going on. It's still going on. I know that there are parts of it that's been closed down, but still have some races going on, so we'll get some updates from there, as well as Pat Bradley from the SEC Network. He's going to join us in the 2 o'clock hour. And uh, we're gonna talk to him about anything and everything. But I'm most interested to talk about what he thinks about the Tom Brady move. I'm sure Pat's not too happy about it. Or, or is he gonna play it cool, and be like, ah, oh, we didn't really need him anyways?
2: Pat said he enjoyed the time. This is uh, I'm just taking a little from what he had to say the other day. He enjoyed the time, and uh, he's looking forward to the next phase of what the Patriots have to offer. Mm. But he he is um, hoping that the culture that they built and everything that the Patriots stood for, and you would think it would stay the same because they still have the same head coach and Bill Belichick. So was it more about Belichick put that out there for the team and Brady was that team leader and he enforced it, or is Belichick still going to do those same things with the team and the team is going going to uh, stand by that same standard?
1: We'll see. See, that's spoken like a true Patriots fan that's nervous. That's oh, exactly what I would say, absolutely. too. It's was like, oh, you know, I, I enjoy the time, but, you know, I still have faith. I, I'm, I'm excited about where we're going to go. Yeah, okay. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you're also a little nervous that it's all going to come crumbling down, and you're going to go back to irrelevancy like you were a mere 25 years ago, which is amazing that it's been that long, but true. So,
2: Do you know any Tampa Bay Bucks fans?
1: I know one kind of.
2: Okay, so I got a couple <laughs> of buddies that are Tampa Bay Bucks fans, yeah. and – we have a regular listener to the show that calls, and he comes out to see us when we're at certain events. Yeah. And he actually is on the line now. P- oh, yeah,
1: which one's that? P-Moore. P-Moore is a Bucks fan, so I'm sure he is extremely happy. So let's go to the phone lines and see how happy he is. What's going on, P-Moore? What's going on? How are you? <laughs>
3: I'm uh, excited. I yes,
2: can imagine. Indeed. Overjoyed, I would think.
3: Yes, indeed. And, and you know, uh, Bruce Arians, was he the
2: Pittsburgh O.C. one time? Yes, Bruce Arians. Yeah, he, he's... So he um, knows Le'Veon ma- Bell and uh, Antonio Brown pretty good, right? Yeah, he does, right? He could trade for Le'Veon Bell. He could sign Antonio Brown if he chose to do that. And well, the Bucks uh, are in need of a running back. You're right.
3: What I've heard is that Antonio Brown going to have an all-incentive contract. That'd be good. That's what I'm hearing So.
2: And then, as far as Le'Veon Bell is, is, has it been put out that there's some interest there?
1: Yes. Well, he doesn't need to be a Jet, anyways. <laughs> of course, you would say no. that now. Yeah. No. So you
3: got Evans and uh, Godwin on one side, Antonio Brown on the other side. You got great. You got O.J. Howard and then Le'Veon Bell in the back and the backfield. Yes,
2: indeed. Hey, well, that's a pipe dream as of now, but it could happen.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, you see the schedule. We got Mahomes, we play the Packers, we play the Chiefs, we play the Rams.
2: Yeah, you play all the big guns, man, and uh, it yes. will be exciting for sure. But,
3: uh I'm going to like watching uh, Brady and Breeze twice a year, too.
2: Yeah, that that is something that we'll look forward to. And we were talking about this yesterday. The Bucks are going to be in prime time, and you'll see them a lot more on TV these <laughs> days simply because of Tom Brady.
3: Yes, that's what I like. That's
2: what I like. All right, P-Moore, I know you're All excited, right. man, and we're going to talk a lot about Brady going to the Bucks. All
1: right, have a good one. You too. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, because I'm sure that uh, if you're a Buccaneers fan and you just those are the games that you're going to be playing this year, oh, yeah, they're going to be in prime time. Very, very often. So, And it's cool, too, because I saw the storyline, and this is not surprising, that a lot of uh, interest has been shown from other players around the league to, some reason, join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We knew that that would happen. Yeah, it's amazing how that happens. And and a quarterback does that probably more so than anybody, especially with somebody like Tom Brady. So I'll be curious to see what, what some of their signings look like, if they make any other trades. Because here's the thing, though, Joe. I understand you always want a great running back and all that, but Tom Brady's never needed a great running back. Maybe he does now because of his, you know, getting a little older. Maybe needs some relief back there. I mean, they need mainly just a guy to help out and block and just be solid. Yeah, but he's but never w- really had a a great running back in his time in New England. What he's
2: had and what he's liked is a guy that can do both, where he can run the ball effectively, but he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. That's what he likes. Mm-hmm. So, who fits
1: that mold? Le'Veon Bell. That's true. That's true. He's probably the best one there is in the league. Uh, but hey, if it ends up getting, you know, maybe, maybe some picks out of it, I, I don't know. I don't know. I would be fine with it as a Jets fan as long as you got something worthwhile in compensation.
2: Do you know there's even some talk that Todd Gurley may get cut by the Rams? Now, couldn't you see him being a fit in Tampa?
1: I think anybody would be a fit in Tampa at this point. Yeah, I mean anybody would. Tom Brady would make them great. I mean, then look at all the tight ends. You know, I know they got OJ Howard and everything down there in Tampa, but. I mean, there'd be other tight ends that they'd be looking at as well. So there's no telling. There's no telling what it's going to look like.
2: Between those two guys, they had almost 800 yards receiving and I think five touchdowns. But think about that. From a tight end position, you're getting 800 yards and five touchdowns, not to mention 2,000-yard receivers. And Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashard Perryman had over 600 yards receiving, six touchdowns. You're getting a lot of production all over the field, and what does Brady like to do? Spread the ball around.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's he's a guy that makes. I'm not saying they're average receivers or anything, but he kind of takes guys that may not be fits anywhere else and makes them great into what he does. And again, maybe that's the system of Bill Belichick. We'll see. But again, I've always I thought it was funny, and I've always gotten in an argument. A buddy of mine hates Tom Brady and thinks Peyton Manning's better. Which I love Peyton Manning. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, listen, Peyton Manning's had some. Hall of Fame, big-time wide receivers to throw to pretty much everywhere in his career. He has. Guys like Marvin Harrison, guys like Reggie Wayne. But but were they the receivers, or did Peyton make those guys well, as well? And that's always going to be the question. I mean, even Dallas Clark you know, was really good. But if you think about Tom Brady. Because think about Pierre Garçon. Remember
2: yeah. how good he was. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying it, it's and, – and, and guess what? He's a guy that's commented here recently like, oh, Tom Brady going to Tampa. He's going to need some receivers. I'm like, no, he does not need mm, you.
1: No. He has receivers.
2: He does not need
1: you. Yeah, but Reggie Wayne was really good after Peyton Manning left. I mean, he was still a great wide receiver. Oh, no, so. I
2: agree. Those guys would have been great yeah. regardless, but I think Peyton elevated their game I, as
1: well. And I'm not saying that he didn't. I'm just saying that he had the luxury of having, at least for the most time, he either had Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne or both for the most part. Tom Brady had Randy Moss, the, the – the, little stretch which we know how amazing that was i mean both of them broke records in the same year for touchdown passes and receptions respectively all in the same year in one season but besides that you know i mean gronkowski is going to end up being a hall of famer but you know who both guys had
2: that was great hmm. wes welker
1: that's right yeah and uh you know he he, there he was another great wide receiver too but, but that was really it and also no offense joe Peyton Manning also benefited from he's having some really good running backs. Maybe not – I'm not saying every single year, but you know, Edron James was mm-hmm. there for a long time. That was really good. Joseph Adai was a really good running back when he was there with the Colts as well. So, I mean, there were a few options there. There were a few times where everything looked uh, a lot better for Peyton Manning offensively. But still, I, I mean, Tom Brady's going to make – whoever's his wide receivers, he's going to make them good. It doesn't matter. And the fact is is that the guys that he's going to be playing with, at least it looks like right now – are really great as it is. If they were great with Jameis Winston throwing them the ball, Jameis uh, is not bad though. No, we talked about that off no, no, the no, air. No. A bit. I'm just saying though that if he was, if they're, if those wide receivers are great with Jameis Winston throwing them the ball, yeah, you know they're going to be great with Tom Brady throwing them the ball. There's,
2: uh, there's been some talk because we were talking about where Jameis could possibly go. Did you hear where it was mentioned? Where Steelers as a backup? Would you take him? Yeah, as a backup, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but SportsCenter kind of cut up. Brady throwing the ball and Mike Evans receiving the ball and Chris Godwin
1: receiving the ball. Oh, good grief. Already starting with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if it goes to the Steelers, great, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it'll be a situation where, like, Ben Roethlisberger plays badly. Kind of like when Ben Roethlisberger took him from wrong, Joe. Wasn't it because Tommy Maddox got hurt? Yeah, it was because he got hurt, yes. And then Ben Roethlisberger came in and, you know, the rest was history. That Maybe was so- it. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Out of Bounds Podcast with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Follow the show on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors and at 1037TheBuzz. Pat Bradley, what's going on, my man? Not much, fellas. Hey, to answer your NBA question, the Rudy Gobert, and this is what they had said, was because NBA players have come – it's a very intimate game. They've come into contact in locker rooms. You know, NFL is not in season, no locker rooms, Major League Baseball, other than spring training. So I think that's part of the reason why they're able to get tested so quickly because the interaction that they've had with fans. For instance, the Utah Jazz played in Boston. Mm-hmm. Rudy Gobert gave the coronavirus to a young girl af- uh, uh, who got an autograph from him mm. here in Boston. Um, so it's the int- I think it's the intimacy that is unique to uh, the NBA basketball. You know that, I mean, you guys know. How many times do you see a guy taking the ball out of bounds and he's got his butt right in somebody's face <laughs> in the court side, You know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so, so I think, you know. As everyone is saying, well, how do you know how do they get all the? Well, I, I mean, tell me what league, what group of people um, have been so close to the public, and it's a it's a very unique thing. And that that was one of the things with the SEC tournament. I can't believe it's been a week; it feels like yeah. it's been a year. Mm-hmm. But you know, that was the challenge is it's such an intimate setting. Um, you have to be responsible. You have to be responsible. The challenge the commissioner had was, if I say no fans and we still play games, those fans are going directly across the street to pack into a bunch of bars. How responsible is that? Uh, the only thing to do is to shut it down. The only thing to do is shut it down. And I told him, I said, listen, I'm, I'm glad you are the commissioner Today, (laughs) because at that moment, we all wanted to be home with our families. You know what I mean? And uh, it's to be taken serious, man. Rick Barnes, on Thursday, said he had his players, after Rudy Gobert info came out Wednesday night, he said, I've had players come to me just petrified. I don't know if I want to body this guy up under the basket Coach, I don't, I, I don't want to play D against them. You, <laughs> so, I mean, it was, there was a, a, an extra, I don't, I don't, I know that the thing now is young people live live in the moment. You know, they're going to spring break, which is absolutely stupid. But I think athlete once that happened to Rudy Gobert, every single basketball player said, "This is real. This is real." You know, um, so I'm, I'm just happy everyone. At the SEC turn, I'm happy the SEC was as responsible, and Greg Sankey took it serious, and it was an emotional decision. Um, He was, you know, had tears in his eyes. He knew his decision would affect um, a lot, and so I'm, uh, you know, that's that's part of it, man. And, And you know, I I don't think, you know, I think the average person, if they're just at home, they don't realize the impact until you were at an arena, you know, Wednesday night, we, we probably had the, I don't know the numbers, but I'll bet we had the best Wednesday night crowd that we've had in a long, long time at the SEC turn, maybe ever. And it helps that, you know, the Hogs played, which has a great, obviously, fan following, the number one pick in the draft, potentially, Anthony Edwards played. So we had good games. That helps. But, um... I mean, it was it was it was sobering, man. It was very sobering to sort of be in that situation. That's why they think I'm crazy around my house. <laughs> but I'm like, you guys got to understand, like, to take this sit, like, take it serious. I mean, you can't, yeah, get 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 your food, get your meds, get your you know essentials, but just lock it down. You know what's amazing, like. I can't get, you know, half the people in my life off the couch until there is like a self-quarantine and everybody wants to get off the couch. Now they want to move around all of a sudden. I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) Now everybody wants to work out. Now everybody wants to like run errands. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's
1: one of those things that you don't really realize you have Mm -hmm. it until it's gone. And then you're like, wait a minute, I want to do this, even though you You, didn't do it before. You know what I think
0: it is, John? Honestly, I think it's the rebel in all of us. I think it's the, the, you know, we all have a a little bit of uh, danger in us, and it's not the time to test it. It's not the time. I mean, Paul Rudy Gobert, uh, you know, he's going to be in the sports world synonymous with this for the rest of his life. But in a small way, um, he saved a lot of people from – you know, obviously, we we understand the demographics where it's where it's you know you, where it's life and death. But I mean, at the you know at the end of the day, we're all affected by it. And you know, it took a thing to, like poor Rudy Gobert having to like have his name like you look him up on Wikipedia. I haven't, but you guys can. Because my uh, laptop conveniently just uh, died. <laughs> <and I don't, laughs> of course. And I can't go out and get a new one yet. So, Maybe you could order uh, one.
2: You possibly could do that still.
0: Well, Joe, that's the thing is like, you know, what I'm glad is that, um, you know, we still have our delivery people, you know, postal people. They're still up and running and, and doing all that stuff. But I definitely sanitize every single box that comes through the front door. <laughs>
2: You have to. PB, take us through the timeline at the SEC tournament. You talked about having that great crowd on Wednesday. Take us through the timeline of um, saying that they weren't going to have anybody playing, you know, any fans in the stands, and then when they just said, we're just done playing all together.
0: It was, yeah, Wednesday night we we got word. It was sort of like during the games. And it was happening fast. As a matter of fact, it was halftime, I believe. No, not, not halftime. I think it was in between games is when, the you know, we got a little 30-minute window to fill. And the commissioner went on set, made the announcement. So we knew then. Um, and my father made the trip, too. So I'm like, you know, they said only studio people media people, and that's it. So Thursday we show up, and and, and immediately we get the word, I don't know what time it was, about Rudy Gobert. And you could sense it, man. Everyone's like, "Good, jeez, man, are we really going to do this? Are we really going to do this? And then so we show up Thursday morning. I'm ready to roll, and Kentucky's shooting around, and, you know, you, you could sense nobody said it, but you could sense, like, this isn't happening. And then I walked by one of the SEC. I was in the back, and I walked by one of the SEC people. This is probably, let me see, we went on air at about maybe 11.30. So maybe it was about 11 a.m. or whatever it was, or 11.15 even. I mean, it was minutes before. And I walked by him, and I overheard him say, check Twitter. (laughs) Hmm. And so – and that's immediate. They've had just put it out. So, you know, if we were, you know, getting ready for our show thirty minutes prior, and we didn't know. I mean, how crazy is that? Like, you know, teams and everything getting ready. So, you know, obviously we scrambled, in our eleven thirty a.m. show, or whatever. Maybe it was ten thirty. They sent out the tweet, whatever it was. But, um, you know, our eleven thirty a.m. show was just all that, and. Um, and so it was, it happened very quickly. (laughs) It happened quickly, but everybody in the front of your mind, you're like, okay, let me prepare for what we got to do with games. But in the back of your mind, you're like, oh man, this, something, you know, just something didn't feel right about what, what we were going to do with games and everything. And again, I'm glad that, um, the decision was made just, just to set an example, you know, and, we had heard other conferences weren't going to play games, and but um, so you you know you don't you can't be first of all you can't be the only conference playing games.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because right. Because
0: that brings up an issue. But by the same token, you don't want to panic or put people in fear. So, but I think you can be responsible. You can you, you can be calm and responsible. That's the crazy thing. It's like. You don't have to freak out. Just be calm, responsible, and do what you got to do for the next couple weeks. That's all. Well, let me ask you this, Pat,
1: because you were a collegiate athlete. You played four years at Arkansas. You went through that whole experience. And now there's a lot of kids that are in college sports in the spring games, especially, that have an entire year wiped out. And in some cases, uh, for the seniors, might have been there last year. I know they're trying to work for some sort of relief for them. But just since you were a collegiate athlete and you've been around the game for a long time, what do you think should be done from the NCAA to try to help in relief of some of these kids that missed out on an opportunity for a great season, postseason, whatever it was in spring sports?
0: Yeah, spring sports is a different animal. Uh, I, to just address some of the basketball stuff, uh, there was a, a whole lot of teams whose seasons were complete old miss this season was you know complete so but spring sports i don't know that's tough because you you prepare for the end of your career and you know those seniors baseball softball um they they mentally have already been like here's you know this is when i graduate in may when the season's over in june here's here's how I'm preparing for the rest of my life. So I just, that was my mentality. You know, like I was ready to move on. Four years, some people five years. That's a long time. Like at that age, 18 to 22, That's a that's a lifetime to be in one spot. So I don't know how many student athletes would even want to come back for another year you know what i'm saying because you're not talking about okay come back and then we'll start the season in august like football you got to go back and now you got to wait until spring again um i don't know if i i probably <laughs> wouldn't you know what i mean to be honest with you because but i i think i mean it's kind of comparing apples to oranges only because every basketball player and a power, uh, every basketball player in college thinks that they're gonna play in the NBA. Let me just put it to that way. There, it's it's. There's a small percentage who understand the reality. Like, yeah, maybe I don't have it, what it takes, Coach. I'm five ten. <laughs> uh, I know I'm. About, I got power forward skills, but I'm still gonna give it a shot, okay, <laughs> Coach. <laughs> um. So and I was fortunate to play uh, professionally, but uh, I I don't I think, you know, if you know softball baseball players are thinking the same thing as i was they probably have already prepared to move on after after this season it's sad though man i mean it's you know you, you hate it but again the, the important thing to remember is we are teaching young people how to be responsible like I'm using this as a teachable moment. You know, I get a 14 year old, and I'm like, this is a time to understand the world isn't revolving around you like we all think it does. Yeah. Especially, Joe, you got, you know, kids, you've been through it more than anybody. Um, any moment you can, and it's sad that they can't finish their season or play their season even. Um, but then again, it's a moment for them to understand how to be servants, how to think of others uh, and take responsibility, and it'll make it'll make them better for it. Like, they can play, you know, whenever they want, but this, at the end of the day, you know, you, you're trying to coach up people, and, and this is the way to do it.
2: PB, we only have one segment with you today because uh, – I know. Gov- what do we got, a press conference? Yeah, Governor's Press Conference is coming up. Uh, we're getting our daily update from the governor about the state of Arkansas – but wanted to ask you, um, as, as far as with the sports, we have Oakland Racing, and we've been getting some NFL updates. Uh, a few things have happened in the NFL. What would you guys do to Tom Brady, man? Why would you run him out of town? <laughs>
0: uh, you know, I've been going back and forth on this, man. I'm <laughs> like, give me a Tampa jersey. <laughs> uh, I I'm, It's so – I don't know. I hope we'll find out the truth. I don't know if we ever will. I, it's just sad that uh they couldn't they couldn't come together, man, just two more years, you know what I'm saying it's just it's crazy, and I don't know it looks like Tampa's got a pretty pretty dang good roster, so that's I'm glad for him um the patriots right now, the vibe here amongst patriot nation, the vibe is that uh the patriots are less lesser than they were. This year, and that Brady is actually looks better. <laughs> yeah, he does. Crazy. So, Who's going to be the next quarterback for the Patriots? That's the thing, man. It's like it was funny because maybe
2: bring Brian Horia oh. back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. Hey, Mark, Matt they, Castle's probably still around somewhere. He is. Yeah,
0: right. I know. It's funny. Jacoby Brissett obviously is familiar with the Patriots, and he came in pretty high grade. I remember when they drafted him, Bill Parcells had the the story was Parcells had called and said, listen, you gotta you know you gotta really look at this kid. Um I heard the redheaded jet, Andy Dalton's in play. I mean this is just wild. Oh, time, I would love man.
2: that PB if uh Andy Dalton is the next Patriots quarterback. Oh
0: my God. Cam Newton, they say Which you know, today the talk on on the radio was oh, well, you know, Josh McDaniel and Bill Belichick have been wanting a mobile quarterback forever with the new RPO, and they want to be creative with them. And it's like one guy called up, and was I heard him say, well, you know, they can make a, a passer out of anybody. you got to have legs. That's what you can't teach. <laughs> you can teach a guy how to throw it. It's like, okay, what are, this is the NFL. What are you, nuts? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, just no teach problem. them how it. Yeah. 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 No big deal. No big deal. Yeah.
1: Well, I was, so, yeah, we were thinking about maybe, because uh, I could bring it up Cam Newton just because it'd be interesting, but I, I don't really know what direction they're going to go. But that's going to be the fascinating thing, Pat, is to see all right, is it was it really all about Tom Brady, or does the Patriots once again win 11, 12 games this year and go yeah. back to the playoffs with somebody else at quarterback? I think it'll answer a lot of questions.
0: Well, the you know, I think last year or two years ago, a book came out. It was a Patriots insider who had written a book. And kind of shed light on a lot of what goes on behind the closed doors. And for years, years, it was revealed that the Patriots, you know, Belichick and all those guys all felt like they could win a Super Bowl with 15 different quarterbacks in the NFL. So, if that's true, we'll find out. Because <laughs> they'll have their shot at 15 different ones.
1: Yes, we will. Yes, we will. That's Pat Bradley of the SEC Network, former Razorback. Be safe, boys. Hey, appreciate it, well my do. man. Have a great one. I love one. you,
0: boys. Talk to you guys soon. How was it? Sounded good on the uh, audio?
1: It sounded magical. I, I, great. I, it was incredible. Thank you, Pat.
0: Thanks for listening to the Out of Bounds podcast with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Subscribe wherever podcasts are found and be sure to visit 1037thebuzz.com for all things buzz.